The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hello again, Hoopball Lakers family, and welcome to another solo edition of the podcast. I am your host, JC DeLeon. Ethan and I will be back for Duopod very soon, and thank you very much for listening to this episode. Well, the optics of the NBA standings board do not look very good at the moment. Our defending champion Los Angeles Lakers have slid all the way down to number 5 with a 32-20 record. They are still without LeBron James and Anthony Davis and have even more injuries to deal with that we'll talk about here in the next few minutes. It's not all bright and sunny days in La La Land right now, but all is not lost at the moment. Though we don't know when LeBron and AD will be back, we do know that the staple of this championship team, the thing that binds together most championship teams, has not waned, and that is defense. This team still ranks number two in opponent points per game, number eight in point differential, and number four in opponent rebounds. The problem is, without LeBron and AD, is the offense. They're on fire some nights like they were against Toronto, and just abysmal on other nights like they were versus the Clippers. There's also just too much inconsistency right now. Like last night versus Miami, KCP went off and had a great game, but he was pretty much the only one. Now, while all five starters did hit double figures, problem was turnovers. 22 turnovers. I'm not sure how many points off turnovers Miami got, but I know that at some points of the game, it was it was tied as high as 80-80, and as soon as it was tied 80-80, the Lakers turned the ball over a few more times, and before you knew it, it was 90 to 82 and from then on out the Lakers just didn't really have a chance they were playing pretty well against Miami but Miami just had too much firepower and you know they were excited for the win they were excited to get revenge on the champions that beat them last season though it should come with some perspective so we mentioned KCP had a great game this one he went off for 28 points made six threes shot 11 of them Grabbed four rebounds, got a steal. He was great. Did have one turnover, but given the situation of the whole team, one turnover is not that bad in almost 40 minutes. Dennis Schroeder, you know, while he only had 10 points, he did dish out 14 assists, grabbed six rebounds, and a steal. But seven turnovers for our guy Dennis Schroeder. Markeith Morris hit double figures, which is always great to see. He had 12 points, grabbed three rebounds, got a steal and a block, but he also had three turnovers. Every Laker that played last night had had at least one turnover, except for one guy who's going to get a lot of mention in this this episode. Wesley Matthews hit for double figures. That's always great to see. He put up eight three-point shot attempts, made three of them. Got two steals, got a block, got an assist, got a rebound, got a little bit of everything out of Wesley Matthews, which is fantastic to see. Andre Drummond finally had a chance to play a decent amount of minutes. Played 26 minutes, 51 seconds, shot five for nine. How about this? 
Shot five for six from free throw. Don't know how well overall this season he is shooting 62.5% from free throw, which is not ideal. But when you figure at the lowest point in his career, he was shooting 35%. For him to go five for six last night is pretty fantastic. And he did grab 12 rebounds, four of them offensive. Dished out three assists. One thing I've noticed about Andre Drummond is for a big man, he's not just a willing passer. He actually can find some pretty decent angles to find, can can hit some pretty decent angles to find open three-point shooters, which is really interesting to see. You're not going to see them run the offense through him the way they do Marcus Gasol, and you're not going to see Andre Drummond make nifty passes on back cuts the way Marcus Gasol can. But Andre Drummond's a more than capable passer as a big man, and that's really great to see. Uh, he also got two steals, didn't get any blocks, but three turnovers. Turnovers for a guy, Andre Drummond, in what is de facto his his debut. He didn't get injured. He did go to the locker room at one point, but he came back. Played pretty well. I think, like we said before, you're not going to focus on Andre Drummond being the main guy on this team. Once LeBron and Anthony Davis do come back, he'll make a fantastic third, maybe even fourth piece behind Dennis Schroeder. So how'd the bench do? Well, the bench had some turnovers too. Uh, they only played four guys off of the bench, so nine deep for this team, which, you know, considering that LeBron and AD were out and this lineup already played, did play nine guys, this is pretty much an 11, 12 deep, 12 person deep team. And yeah, that's going to be hell to contend with in the playoffs. Alex Caruso, great defensive game. A lot of intangibles. Did a lot of the things that you don't see on the stat sheet. But even then, six assists, one steal, two rebounds. Only had five points. But he did make a three, and he has been shooting, making his three point shot lately. Montrez Harrell, 10 points. We're used to seeing a little bit more points out of him. But he did grab nine, nine rebounds, two steals, and assists. Uh, but three, turno- three turnovers uh, for Montrez. Two for Caruso. Alfonso McKinney played 12 minutes, got four points, got a really nice dunk on a fast break. One turnover for him. One rebound. And that's about it. The ninth guy off the off the bench is the newest addition to the Los Angeles Lakers. Fresh off the buyout market from the Houston Rockets, Ben McLemore. Played 17 minutes, shot one for four, two rebounds, no steals, no blocks, no assists, but also, more importantly, no turnovers. Now, he did, you know, score six points in that 17 minutes, shot four for four from free throw, so, pretty nice debut for him. I don't know how many minutes are really in the rotation for him, but we'll talk more about Ben McLemore here later on tonight. But not a bad debut for newest, newest edition of the Lakers squad, Ben McLemore. But I think the biggest takeaway from a game like this, you know, throughout the Lakers run without LeBron and Anthony Davis, there have been some kind of expected losses, I guess. Phoenix is turning out to be a legitimate 
legitimately great team. That should have been a loss. Lakers really shouldn't have lost to the Pelicans the way they did, giving giving up so many points. Because when you score 111, you should be able to hold them to maybe a little bit less than that. I felt like the Lakers played pretty well against Philadelphia. Played about as well as they could have against the Bucks. Really, the only terrible, terribly abysmal game was versus the Clippers. But this game last night versus the Heat, they're without LeBron James. They're without Anthony Davis. You'll notice I didn't mention Kyle Kuzma or Marcus Ole or Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker was suspended for his role in the the fracas versus Toronto. Marcus Ole is either resting or might have a lingering injury. And Kyle Kuzma had a calf injury, and so he didn't play. But despite that, the Lakers were in this game the whole time. They were leading in halftime. They, as as, rec- as high as 80, 80 all, the game was tied. The Lakers were always in this. They were never fully counted out. They played great defensively. It's just, yeah, offensively, they had a lot of turnovers. And if that can be managed, if that can be handled efficiently, yeah, once this team does come back to full strength, they're they're still going to be one of the best teams in the league easily, if not the best. And so while things do look bleak right now, overall I'm not too worried. I know... If the Lakers do end up finishing around that five seed, a, a seed that low has never won a championship. But I also don't think that any team that could potentially win a championship has faced a situation like this Los Angeles team with the shortened off season, the the types of injuries to two stars, and then injuries to other players that play a key role on this team. This team is dealing with a lot, as as I know a lot of NBA teams are. But yeah, overall, I'm not too worried about the status of this team and how they might do come playoff time. But on to the new Lakers. So we mentioned how last night was really kind of the first chance we got to take a really good look at Andre Drummond because he didn't have to leave the game with injury. He uh, After his debut, he got stepped on and had to have his entire big toenail removed which I looked up is is actually a pretty debilitating injury although I guess professional basketball players deal with that before he said it's happened to him before he came back in two games yeah 15 points and 12 rebounds is, is nothing to sneeze at it's everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It, it might be about what he averages. I, I'm pretty confident he can average double-digit rebounds and double-digit points, so I think you could pencil in a double-double for him. I think there'll be nights where he 
he can go out he could potentially go off for 25 30 points 15 rebounds what i've noticed and what he's been capable of he he's got pretty good handles for a guy his size and haven't really seen a lot of that. He he does look to be a little bit out of shape, and so I think once he plays himself into shape, you'll start to see some of the agileness that he's capable of. And yeah, the the agility and the rim protecting we haven't really quite seen as of yet, but I think that comes with being in more or better basketball shape. And right now he he just doesn't... I know he said he's been working out since he sort of took time away from Cleveland and they were working on his buyout. But, yeah, he doesn't just look... He doesn't quite look to be 100% in shape yet. And Ben McLemore, even though he didn't play a whole lot last night, let's, let's kind of take a look at what he's done this season. So last season for Houston, he was a part-time starter he started some games didn't start all games played in 71 games started 23 of them Uh, he shot he scored 10 points per game shot 40 percent from three for his career he shoots 36.2 percent so it's a pretty good three-point shooter gets a gets an okay amount of doesn't get a lot of rebounds doesn't get a lot of assists, doesn't get a lot of steals. So he's pretty much a shooting specialist for this team. But he does have some defensive capability. And he's a long and lean body. And what I've said time and time again is I believe in Frank Vogel's ability to scheme defensively for the abilities of his players. I think he can put his players in in the position to succeed Defensively, I feel like he's done that for guys like Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I think I think Caruso's having a fantastic season. Been this being his second season under Frank Vogel, and you know we liked Alex Caruso a lot when when Luke Walton was the coach. And yeah, I just think under Frank Vogel, Alex Caruso has stepped his game up so much that he's become such an important part of this team. Yeah, I think he's a shining example of what a player can be in Frank Vogel's scheme defensively. And I think Ben McLemore will fit into that mold really well. And I also do think that it's not a coincidence that in his first game, KCP alongside him played really well. And yeah, to look at Ben's numbers this season. So he's had... Eight games in which he's made three or more three-point attempts. He's hit for 20 points or more twice. Yeah, I just think he's he's going to be a really great addition to this team. And I think he's going to work out really well. In addition to not just his potential capability. You know, he has talked about how much he's going to really enjoy playing with, uh, with LeBron James. He's should be mentioned... He's a clutch client, and when he was drafted, when he was drafted seventh, LeBron did send out a tweet back then saying people were sleeping on Ben McLemore as he was drafted from Kansas, drafted by the Sacramento Kings, 
And so Kansas Jayhawks, that's a really great basketball program. He's obviously someone who you know can play. But, yeah, he's quoted as saying, obviously it was a great feeling, great situation for me and my family. He thinks he made the right decision. He's thrilled and happy to be a part of Laker Nation. But he's really excited about playing with LeBron James. You know, being a clutch client, he's obviously familiar with LeBron and knows him. Um, He also went on to say, quote, it's another great feeling just to be able to play with the best player in the world, LeBron James and Anthony Davis and all these guys. To put on this Laker uniform is going to be something fun and exciting. And, yeah, I do think he's going to acclimate really well. I think he's somebody who is a great addition to what LeBron brings to the table. And with that, we are going to move on to the final segment of the show. It's going to hurt, but we got to do it. We got to look at the 2021 NBA standings. And for the most part, they haven't changed up top on in the West. Utah is pretty much running away with the best record in the league, doing it kind of quietly. So I felt like Utah had this capability last season. I was really worried about them, and they seem to be putting it together this year. They're the number one seed in the West at 39-13. and 13. Phoenix, people are starting to pay attention to Phoenix, and Chris Paul is starting to get some MVP consideration, and rightly so, because I didn't think Phoenix would still be in this position. I thought they were lighting in a bottle with Chris Paul, but... He seems to be the catalyst to their ascension in the two seed at 36 and 15. Clippers are about where I thought they'd be. I thought they'd they'd hover around that three spot at 35 and 18. Denver is on the come up at 33 and 18. Jokic has been playing really well. They've had some injuries to deal with, but they also picked up Aaron Gordon at the trading deadline. And I think Aaron Gordon's going to work out really well for that Denver team. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, our Lakers are number 5, 32 and 20. Portland nipping at our heels, 20, 30 and 21 at 6. Dallas looks to be firmly in the playoff picture at 29 and 22. When it seemed like early in the season they may not even make the playoffs, they're pretty much going to be in there now. And Memphis at the 8th seed at 26 and 23. They have to contend with the likes of the San Antonio Spurs at 24 and 25. The Golden State Warriors at 24 and 27. I think that 8th spot is going to come down to a three-team race between Memphis, San Antonio, and Golden State. And that leaves the New Orleans Pelicans at 11 outside of the playoff picture. Sacramento at 12, at 22 and 30. OKC, Houston, and Minnesota round out the bottom of your standings. Over in the East, Brooklyn, not exactly running away with it. And they've had a ton of injuries to deal with, but it doesn't really matter because they're so stacked and so loaded. LaMarcus Aldridge has been playing really well for that team. 36 and 16, they are your number one team in the East. Philadelphia at 35 and 16 is number two. Milwaukee playing consistently well at three at 32 and 19. Which, you know, 32 and 19, Lakers, 32 and 20, the Lakers are five, 32 and 19, Milwaukee's three. 
while the East is better, they're certainly still more advantageous as far as when it comes to the records. Charlotte. Uh, they lost the mellow ball, LaMelo Ball for the year, but they're still holding on strong to that number four seed at 26 and 24. Atlanta, 27 25 in the five spot. Miami, 27 and 25. Man, I don't know if Miami's coming or going. They, I thought they picked up a really great addition in Victor Oladipo. I thought he was going to be fantastic for this team. They're still a little wishy washy. Boston. No idea what's going on in Boston. They're your seventh seed at 26 and 26. Nothing is going right for them. It doesn't appear as though Brad Stevens is long for that job, though at one point I know people were considering him to be a truly, a true and absolute genius. I, I don't know what's happening in Boston. Uh, the Knicks. Knicks were riding high at one point. They were, I think, a four or a five seed and now dropped down to the eight at 25 and 27. Knicks are a really good defensive team. Don't don't let that losing losing record fool you. They're they're a great defensive team. Indianapolis. I mean, I could see fighting for a playoff spot, but it feels as though the top eight in the East is pretty much set. It's just which teams are going to sit in which spot once it's all said and done. Chicago at 22 and 28. Toronto in the 11 seed, 20 and 32. They seem to be fully out of it. And then rounding at the bottom, Cleveland, Washington, Orlando, and Detroit. So that's going to pretty much do it for this edition of the Hoopball Lakers pod. Once again, I'm your host, JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter at JCDeLeon1. You can find Ethan on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. Follow the show at Hoopball Lakers. Follow the account at Hoopball Tweets for all of the different Hoopball accounts that we've got. We've got a ton of different team Hoopball accounts. Sign up for the Bruise Letter, all that good stuff. Sign up for the Wager Pass. It'll make you some money. And until next time, we are out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.